we exist in a bubble and we choose to bring certain information to us and certain information is delivered to us without our consent but it's it's so easy to live in like a program i feel like so it's not exactly like a simulation where like we are just fragments of data in the way that that data is communicated to us Mm -hmm. but i don't believe there's like a program i believe we are the program yeah I'd like to. I like to think I'm more along those lines as well. Yeah. I mean, I just literally think of everything as molecules. I'm just looking at everything, yeah. and I'm like, "Yep, we're all just the same shit." Yeah. We're all just the same shit living on uh, some plane <laughs> of existence <laughs> where we actually exist. But yeah. it, other than that, we're literally just all the same shit. We're just colliding with each other. Just <laughs> literally atoms. colliding. Yep. Beams of light colliding with each other. Exactly. That's so crazy to think about. Yeah. <sighs> it's so funny. I love, like, watching people operate. Like, I love seeing people who are, like, like, you can see the light leaving them. Like, they're glowing, you know? Like, they're so happy. Like, and their speech, like, talking to them makes them happy. And then, like, you can see some people who operate on, like, you know, a different level. Like, a different color, too. Or, like, a different energy. You know, a different intention. I love watching, like, all the spectrums. I feel like that's the whole purpose of Earth is to, like, experience the spectrums. We're so happy that you downloaded! going on world welcome to steezy's trap house this is your boy steezy and it is show motherfucking number 270 we out here in this bitch and we are not in this orlando bitch we are actually for the second week in a row in tampa you know i had to get some tampa representers on the show you know what i mean because the creative scene over here in tampa is flourishing might i say so, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce my esteemed guest today for the Trap House. We have the Astral Angel herself. We got Betty Doll in it, bitch. Hey, 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 hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, good. I'm <laughs> high strung this morning because I'm like, yeah, I have a big day after this. Whole bunch of, you can actually get closer to the mic. Good? Too. Right yes. here? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. How many right? mouths have been this close? Uh, not too many. Okay, good. You know, only, <laughs> only 273 episodes worth. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I sanitize them. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. I got you. I got your I best interest in mind. You know what I mean? I'm a low-key germaphobe. Oh, are you really? Sometimes. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, des- describe a little bit. I don't know. I just, I get... I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. one of my little things, but um, yeah, I'm like one of those people who wash their hands a lot, and Fair. I don't shake people's hands if I like. You shook my hand. Yeah, because you're in my house. Okay, so that's it's like true. if you're in my house, it's like that's obviously true. I trust you, but it's if I'm out and like a guy that I don't know goes shake my hand, I'm always like put my fist up to fist pound oh, I, them. I definitely feel that because it's gross. You know, yes. it's like I know you just took a piss and you nine out of ten didn't wash your hands. You want to know something that's ridiculous about that? Like, I will stare dudes down in it the bathroom. It happens. It happens all the time. At Crowbar, there's like a, 
there is the, the boys' bathroom door is like always open. So me and my friend were sitting on the bench, and we literally watched so many dudes take a piss and come out and not wash their hands. And we were like, damn, this is a serious social experiment. So first of all, you're just watching dudes in the bathroom pee? Yeah. It's uh, a little weird. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> we would just watch them leave the stall, but, you know, <laughs> not watching them pee, like, hold their dick, but, like, they would just leave without, like, stopping at the sink. No, I feel that. And we were like, oh, my God, this is... It's like an epidemic. That shit happens all the time. And I feel like, girls, we don't even do anything. We, like, you know, we don't, like... We're not all up in our business, and we all, I feel like girls always wash their hands. I see older men not washing their hands while leaving the bathroom all Yikes. the time. That makes no sense to me. I'm it scares like, me. I'm like, nigga, you have years of wisdom and experience that you should be knowing to wash your goddamn hands after He's you leave like, the bathroom. He's like, no, I'm good. Uh-uh. I've lived enough. Now fuck all that noise, bruh. Right, I'm going to go grab me a beer. I'm living life on the edge right. here. Oh. That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it happens. It's well, uh, pe- people at home, I'd like to thank Betty for being so kind as to welcome me into her lovely home. Yes. Which I actually randomly have been to before. Right. Uh, just randomly. Yeah. You know. And now you're back. Weird how, circle. That, weird how that shit turns out like that. Honestly. It's how Florida is, though. I feel like everything's just like always full circle. You're like, We're oh, interconnected. Shit. Yeah. The webs are, are small. Yeah. Yes. 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 Ah, please, uh... Shout out your social media. Shout out where people can find your content. All of that good stuff, ma'am. Um, yeah, Instagram is probably my main platform. Mm-hmm. So Betty Doll, D A W L. I was about to say. Yes, you know the doll, and uh, yeah, everything is kind of you can find everything through Instagram. Links to music, trap phone, Instagrams in my bio. Yes. Um, everything's kind of intermingled through that. Yes, platform. yes, indeed. Yeah. And you can find the show for free, always. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, download, subscribe, all that good shit. Give us a five-star rating while you're there because I need it. <laughs> I need it, people. The five stars. I mean, let me get them five stars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I need that How many? Shit. 270? 270. This is 274. 274, you should definitely have. Five stars. That's I'm saying that's consistent. That's I'm impressive. Sh- I'm trying. That's impressive. I'm trying. Not it's a lot her. of humans. D- it is a lot of humans. I'm I, with that. I talk to way too many humans sometimes. Damn. It's like you get out all of this talking while doing this, and then the rest of the time of the week, I'm just like hermit by myself. Right. You're just like okay, I just got all of that shit out. Right. For, <sighs> yeah. I feel like you you have a very outgoing personality though. I do though. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. What What's your sign? Oh boy, here we go. Oh, here, what is it? Something that gets judged? Yes, it is. What are you, a Scorpio? You, you knew it already. Yeah, I already yeah. knew. I, I didn't want to say it, but you reek, Scorpio. Oh, why does this happen <laughs> to me again and again and again? That's so funny. Of course, it happens to you. You know, <sighs> Scorpios are special. They just—they're their own. I hear that a lot. <laughs> I'm a Leo, so I can smell a Scorpio from across the room. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. Oh, did you know it when I walked in? Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, a couple minutes. I was like, oh. you had an idea. I had an idea. Okay, fair. okay. So, tell tell me then, because I'm not tell super you about yourself. Oh, trust me. Frequency already told me about myself. Jesus Christ. I bet that's she so funny. Lit my ass on fire. I love that. <laughs> God damn She's it, man. So cute. Now, now, what was the the signs then that let you know? Because I don't. I really don't know. I feel like sometimes it's just an intuition thing. Okay. And I'll be like, oh, I feel like I don't. I really, I really kind of described to you what it okay. is. Fair it was enough. just a thing, and I'm like, Fair okay, because I don't really know you very well, but you're outgoing. Yes. Um, and I don't know. 
I heard your Freaky Donia's podcast, and I was like, "Oh boy, oh, <laughs> oh that was a, okay. <laughs> that was a that was a uh, interesting one to say it. the least. I liked it. It's very open. Hell yeah, that's I mean that's what I'm all about. I'm I'm about being open as fuck. Right. Because it's important vulnerability you, is how yeah powerful. it's like that's how people know that I'm just a regular ass human being. Right. I'm not greater than anybody else. I'm right. not lesser than anybody else. We're just all the same am. shit. Right. Definitely yep. agree. I agree. 100%. Yes. Yes. But with that being said, I am spearheading this podcast now as the Defense of Scorpio podcast oh because God. this is this has been a thing lately, and I've been getting wow. destroyed. Oh, it's so funny. <sighs> People out here, y'all gotta love Scorpios too. We've got a I lot love, of. I, I have a place in my heart for them. See, that hurts me to hear. That's like an no, apprehensive. No, I actually love Scorpio women. I've never had a bad experience with Scorpio women. Okay. And I've known some really great Scorpio men. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is not going in my favor at I know. all. No, you guys are mysterious, <sighs> and you guys are mysterious. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys aren't like you're outgoing, but you're not like put. You don't put everything. Out there, I feel like people think you guys are mean because you just are detached. It's like if someone, like, let's say you break up with someone, you're not going to sit there and be wallowing over it and obsessing. You guys are kind of like, okay. And people think that's mean because you you don't care. To a degree, yes. Right, maybe outward. Inward, you might be like, but outward, you're not like, I mean, maybe you're different. I'll go with that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll actually I'll actually say there's some truth to that. There's, a, yeah. Because I, I just got out of a crazy long relationship last year, and I had like a week of of just sadness. straight depression. Yeah. Let's well, not say I mean, sadness. I mean it was it was heavy. Well yeah. Well sadness is heavy. It was depression like s- is like the actually the definition of depression is feeling nothing at all. So when people say they're depressed but they're really okay. sad, it's there's a difference. And I correct people because when people are like, oh, I'm depressed and I'm like, well actually That was depression. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was definitely depression. Right. Just, looking back on that shit. Right. Just feeling numb. That's but it was just like I yeah, no, I you damn it. Sorry. This girl's already calling me out, man. She's, okay. like, she's already reading me like an open book. Sorry. This is how it happens, people at home. You can also find the Trap House that. on social media. Twitter at Stacey Trap House. Instagram at STH Show. Like our Facebook page. Join the Facebook group. All that shit. If you want to support the show, find our Amazon link on the website. Anytime you buy shit off Amazon with that link, they kick me back a little bit of money out of your purchase. Oh, that's amazing. And it doesn't cost you anything whatsoever. Period. I'm saying it's a win-win. You get your shit on Amazon. You're already gonna get. I get a little little bread. You know what I'm saying? Period. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Ipso facto, we done. We all eating out here. Ba-da. Yes. And uh, last but not least, if you'd like to have any questions answered on the show, feel free email them over steezystraphouse at gmail And I will also send you a sticker if you want one. One free sticker. Only one. If you send me your Don't address, I will gladly send <laughs> you a sticker. That's nice. Yes, yes, indeed. My friend, my plugs are done. That's it. That's it. That's a lot of plugs. I know. I know. It's all right. I get it. It's a hustle out here. I just rattle them off like nothing nowadays. I know. I like it. It's almost like commercial breaks in the middle. Like, and if you want to find us, either drop out. That's why I do that shit at the start. So then I don't have to worry about it ever, ever again during the episode. Good God. Yeah, so that. where are you? to get out in the beginning. Where are you from originally? Tampa. Hey. Tampa native, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. A straight Florida girl then. Yes, honey. All right, all right. So have you been in Tampa your whole life? No, um, I moved a little bit when I was 14. Uh, came back when I was 17. I left again when I was like 19. Where were you going to? Well, when I was 14, I got sent to a program. Like uh-huh. a little, yeah. 
did some things and for show sure. had to go do some time true that and uh that was for two years and then when i got out um i came back when i was seven are you hot a little bit okay <laughs> um, i got <laughs> i i am wearing a long sleeve that's Damn, right i know um but uh yeah so then i came back and then i moved to philly when i was like 18 about to be 19 did the philly thing for a little bit realized i don't fuck with the snow fair yeah i'm just like i lived in snow when i was in my program because the program was in montana mm-hmm. oh god yeah yeah you're not going anywhere if you try to run away it's like you're gonna get eaten by a bear you're not going anywhere <laughs> and that cold in montana is like mm-hmm. deathly blistering and cold. they make you work in it like if you mi- like even if you don't misbehave but if you misbehave they're like you can go shovel some snow and you're like you can go Fuck all that noise. <laughs> yeah. I got a homie who lives in Montana and he So beautiful though. It's I one know. of the most beautiful places like in the United States is like this one drive. He's tried to get me to go out there so many times. Go. Go now in the summer cuz the summer is like epic. Like it's so beautiful. Everything is so green. It smells like cedar. It just smells like wood. <sighs> it's nice. See, I totally would right now, but I'm trying to go to London in September, so Weird. I'm going to London in August. Hey. Weird. We are yeah, I'm psyched. I'm going to go to London and then go to Amsterdam for three days nice. and just get skeeted and then come back nice. to London. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I support the hell out of that. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I was going to go to Montana originally, and then he told me one time, he was like, yeah, we just hit like negative 40 degrees or some shit. And I was like, nope. Bruh, no. how the fuck? What? People can't leave their house. What do you even do in that? What is that? Negative 40? No. Nah, son. That's I'm I'm definitely not with the shits on that one. No. Absolutely. Oh, that microphone is gonna oh, 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 there it is. frustrate me. Oh boy. It's okay, it's okay. Oh, I'll hold boy. it. <laughs> now you have a task apparently. I know I have to remember because my attention span is short. It's quite <laughs> okay. It's quite okay. Okay, cool. I so, think it's good. So what did you like about Philly then? Besides um, the snow? Because obviously the I snow loved sucks. it, obviously. Yeah. Um well Philly I went in the spring. So I like went to visit in the spring and then um, I fell in love with just green. I like nature a lot. I'm really into being outside. I'm really into mm. hiking and um, natural things. Yes. Yeah, I really love the country. So uh, I just fell in love with like the waterfalls and the mountains. And um, the lifestyle is much different than Florida. People are really simple out there, which I like too. It's like I was in a weird place in life at that time i uh my mom passed away when i was 17 damn yeah intense so i like it was right after i got out of my program and i hadn't really been in the real world for two years you don't have internet you don't have you don't talk to people you don't listen to music you're literally like isolated yeah so when i got out it's like kind of a culture shock you know it's been two years i was first in the world in 2006 then i came back in the world and it was like 2009 that's fucking crazy to think about yeah and you're like fuck like there's so much that can happen in three years and there's, you know, I, you don't really know anything. Carter, Carter three came out the day I graduated. So I was like, all I listened to was Lil Wayne and Bob Marley and MIA for eight months. It was the only CDs I had because I wasn't like integrated in kind of the new way. Cause when I left my space was popping, when I came back, Facebook was the thing. And I was like, Facebook is so ugly. Like, what happened? Wh- exactly. <laughs> I'm like, where did the aesthetic go? <laughs> so, um, did you have mad sparkles and shit on your MySpace? Oh yeah, page? I was coding like a bitch. Oh boy, I was coding. I was like MySpace, like super, like 
I was very nerdy, techie. Like, I was very into all that stuff. Gotcha. As a young kid, I always was just like, computers. Um, I was a, I came from a Puerto Rican conservative uh, background, so I wasn't allowed to have MySpace. Oh, man. I wasn't allowed to. My mom had no idea. She was just like in her own little world. I wasn't allowed to have AIM. Oh, me? I was like 10 years old, 11 with AIM, like chatting to strangers. I know. It was crazy. Everybody tells me about this shit. It's crazy. I was in chat rooms. Like there was. It was a dangerous place. Uh, Internet was a different place back then. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> it was sick. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to. Oh yeah, so my mom. So I was like, after my mom passed, I was like, really, definitely got into some addiction problems, like problems. So then mm. I was just like a year of binging on drugs and alcohol, and a lot of alcohol, which I like, kind of feel a certain way about now because. Alcohol is, like, the worst. You know, obviously, it's, like, yeah. a ton of fun, but it's, like, shitty. You know, it's a reason it's legal. Yeah. So. Needless to say, my fucking Saturday yesterday after Freaky Fridays right. was. In, in, in moderation, <laughs> obviously, it's, like, tight, but it's, like, when it's, like, all you think about and you're, like, wake up, I'm going to have a drink so I can get through this day. It just becomes, like, so toxic. And, oh, yeah. You know, there's a reason they call it spirits because you're vulnerable and you don't really. Sometimes you're, like, oh, I feel like I wasn't myself last night because you're wasted because. I'm a spiritual person, so if you're open and you're vulnerable and you have no control over, like, your third-dimensional self and you're just open to a spirit to come in and kind of Take give into temptation, get, yeah. make you know, say things you don't mean, and it's a crazy way to look at it, and I really feel like it's relative, you know? So oh, hands down. After I, like, really had this year of binging, my friend, actually, who I went to my program with, he was, like, noticing, like, dude, I feel like you're really going through some shit. Like, I think you should come to Philly. And, like, because he was in AA, he's like, I think you should just, like, try AA out and just, like, see what it's like and get out of Tampa and kind of cleanse. And so when I went and visited and I met so many fr- nice people, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll try this out. So I moved to Philly. I, I went to AA for a little bit. Um, tried it out, you know. I, like, saw that side of the story. Did, like, eight months sober. and But I realized, you know, I don't really – I once being in there and I, like, hearing all these other people's story, I was like, okay, so – I feel like I can find control in this. I don't really feel like I'm going to let alcohol take over my life. Yes. And um, I also felt unfair because I felt like I wasn't being my true self because I felt like I was just doing it because I felt like I had to because I was around my friend who was an AA. So now I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to drink and go do drugs because yeah. and go have fun because I'm 19. So I'm like, I want to party. But I'm not going to do that around him because I would, might make him relapse. And exactly. he had way a darker history with drugs, like 14 years old doing really heavy drugs. And that's why he was at the program. So that was another reason it was like all kind of built up. And then when the snow came, I was like, I think I just need to go back home and kind of like bring what I learned back and apply it to here. Exactly. And cause I missed my friends. I missed my life and I missed Florida. You know, it's like, I'd already spent three years away from this place. Um, I just really needed to find myself. I had, I was really lost at that time. So yeah, it, it really that. helped. I feel that. Yeah. I totally understand, too, because I had a situation kind of like that as well when I first moved to Orlando when I was 18. Oh, Where sorry. are you from? That's going to be frustrating. That's okay. <laughs> gonna Where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from Pensacola. Okay, okay. So you're a Florida. Yeah, yeah. I'm Florida boy for sure. Florida. So you moved to Orlando. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said before, I was from, you know, Puerto Rican, conservative, right. religious, military family. Oh, shit. You I forgot the M word earlier. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that That makes that a lot of there. sense. Yeah, that's why I was born and raised in, Flo- er, in Pensacola, because there's a Navy base there. Oh, my, my brother's in the Navy. Oh, yeah. word. Hell yeah. Yeah, cool. Tell him shouts to him for being a badass. Yeah, he's he, it's good for him. Would he listen to this? Yeah, he's like... Such he he's so supportive. He hey. just thinks it's so cool because you know we live different. We have different lifestyles, completely. Mm-hmm. He's been in the military since he was like eighteen, and I'm like never in the life in my whole entire life would I ever put myself in the military. Yep. And when I was like eighteen, I'm like, how could you give your soul to the military? I'm like going off on him, but you know, uh, I realized once I grew up that some people need that. You need structure. Some people really thrive on structure. Some people really don't thrive on structure i need to like create my own structure my brother on the other hand it's really good for him and he learns a lot and he's met really cool people and it put him through college and you know it, it does have a lot of amazing benefits it does it really does so um but for myself person well shout out to you brother for yeah. being badass <laughs> yes uh, for myself personally i was a little high school shit that just wanted to you know i was just skating and right. get, getting fucked up with my friends perfect and I was, I mean, I was doing that from a young ass age too. Like, I, I think I started drinking in like eighth grade or some shit. Right. And Especially if you're living in a house where you feel trapped. Exactly. Because you're looking for that, ah, I just that want to rebel. That release. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I want my own freedom. I want to make my own choices. I was a little angsty piece of shit. That's for sure. And when I left to go to Orlando, I immediately got the freedom bug. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Right, exactly. So that meant pretty much like having keggers almost every other day, yeah. dropping acid two or three times a week. Perfect. And that was happening <laughs> for like two years or some shit. Yeah. Like a lot of lot of L, a lot of two C I, a lot of two C two, a lot of two C B, two C E. Chemistry. Mushrooms, Oops. just yeah. everything along those lines. Any any chemical you could think about, I was pretty much trying it. Right. On a on a weekly basis for cool. sure. So I was, I mean, it's <laughs> cool-ish, but then you realize, you're like, dude, what am I fucking doing? Well, that's like, the point, though. Like, that's the point of being a, a human. It's like yes. figuring what works and what doesn't work. And that's why, like, those years are so, like, it's really magical in a way because it's like, you know, it's sad because some people don't find their way out. And that is sad. Yes. But I think it is enlightening when you can, like, pull yourself out of the mud. Definitely. And that's what it's hard. Those those 2 years of just going hard like that and pretty much tripping nonstop. Um oh yeah, I got expelled from UCF that first year also. Oh fuck. Cuz oh yeah. Your parents are thrilled about that. I didn't go to class. Of I, course. I didn't well, go. Well, how to could class. you? I was literally in class tripping more than I was in class sober. Perfect. That was that was the lifestyle. I could never. I could I could I could never. I could never sit in those li- in that lighting. It was fucked. Like I'm feeling uh, <laughs> I I I don't do well with structure. But that was those two years of going hard like that was what made me realize that I need to appreciate and revere psychedelics more than what I was doing. I was just treating them like it was just like nothing. Like, right. You know, just like going through it. Because you're young and you don't understand that. You don't understand consequence, really. Yep. And that's, you know, that's the beauty about being young because you don't really understand fear because you haven't under you you haven't went through these consequences. That's why your first love is like so epic because you haven't been burned and you're like I'm loving with a full open heart. Yep. But then you know it's like fuck you know you you start to realize that people, including yourself, myself, we sometimes do things that we fuck up. Yep. And we hurt people or we hurt ourselves. And oh yeah. But that's the beauty of 
evolution. It's like you can't really like judge someone forever by about um, based on one choice they made exactly. when they were 19. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to in a way hold grudges. Like I used to be like very like, oh, I can never trust that person again because they did this. And then I started to do things and realize that like, you know, like with my mom and stuff, like my family, I like held some grudges with my mom. She and I had like a really interesting relationship because I didn't understand a lot of choices that she made because my father passed away when I was 10 and you know I didn't think at 10 what she would be going through mm. I was just thinking like you're not there for me I'm going through it I'm alone yeah. I'm depressed you know literally try to kill myself when I was 10 it was great like Damn. mentally was just like going through I was like super outcast in school wasn't popular was bullied like all these things and I felt like she wasn't there so I held held such resentment for so many years against her like as a teenager um you got hit by life early on. Man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, and that's a lot. A lot of things happened between like 10 and 7 and 18. It's like I felt like I went through like a whole, you know, I went, my father passed. And then, you know, I was trying to fill that void. So I like was 14 years old. I was a little promiscuous. You know, I wasn't going to school. I like mm. had boyfriends and was like sneaking boys into my room and like being bad. And uh, then, you know, rolling around with people who did some pretty fucked up things and that's what got me in trouble and you know getting arrested and then getting sent getting woken up in the middle of the night and taken away to a program like you don't expect that shit's gonna happen to you when you're 14 oh so you got straight up baker acted pretty much not baker acted it was like i guess baker acting is when they take you to behavioralism they it? take when you're baker acted they t- it's like a they take you to like a psych ward yep so i had my, my girlfriend in high school was baker acted multiple times so yeah it's it's more like you can either go to juvenile detention or if your mom, if your parents have money, you can go to this program. And mm. my mom pretty much was like, if you're fucked up, like you need to go get help because I was fucked up, you know, emotionally I was fucked up. Like I, you know, we were like stealing cars and hitting licks and you know, oh, that's sh- it's some Florida shit, but it's like, it, is. it happens. And I'm grateful, even though like that program was really hard, like some of the hardest moments in life where I really was like, fuck, how, can my, how am I going to get through this day? Like, it's so cold. I, you know, there's so many rules. I don't do well with structure. I don't do well with authority. And it's literally your whole life is authority. You can't wear your hair down. You can't wear makeup. You can't wear your own clothes. You can't listen to music. You can't do a lot of things. Um, and you're stripped from your adolescence, like the time when you're really growing. So it was just a lot. But, you know, when I look back, I'm grateful because who knows who I would have been, you know? Who knows? And I really am a firm believer of you choose your trauma before you're born. I'm ancient. Yeah, I'm 27, but soul life, I'm I've lived a lot. Big facts. Yeah, I know and I know that. You know, I've no even as a child, I was like seeing auras and feeling energy and like seeing things, but like you convince yourself it's not there because no one really could relate, you know? I was attracted to like astrology like when I first started reading, I found an astrology book, like, and I was like reading, reading my family's astrological signs and like trying to learn all about metaphysical stuff. It was so, it's just so weird. It chooses you. So I really feel like I chose all this stuff before I was born. So every time I'm feeling like defeated, I'm like, you chose this and you're going to get through this. And like, you're doing this for your ancient purpose has nothing to do with like this, this one life as Emmy, you know, it's, it's this long, this mission. I'm on a mission. Especially now that I'm like evolved and like understanding my purpose, I'm on a mission. I was going to say, you've got a good head on your shoulders, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you go through shit and you have to. Yeah. You either sink or you swim. And you know, and there are times where I've sank. And there are times where sometimes I, you know, 
I feel like I want to revert to old patterns and I have to hold myself accountable and be like, you're on a mission. Like yes. once you know, and that's something that acid and shrooms taught me you're on a mission and I've astral projected without even trying. Like when these things started happening to me, I'm, it makes you feel like you are chosen. You do have a reason to be here and it makes you so detached from all the outcomes of I've got to go to college and get this job and be a successful person and have kids by this time. And, you know, it. it of course, I want kids and I want to do all these things, but I'm going to do them my way. Yes. I'm not going to follow a structure that was built by who? Like, I don't even understand who we're following at this point. Exactly. So for the people at home also who don't know what astral projection is, please oh. explain to them. So astral projection is pretty much like leaving your spirit, leaving and going to another dimension. I guess that's the best way. And, and that sounds yeah, it's totally same. bonkers, but like it happens, you know. Yes, um, it does. <laughs> yes, the first it does. time I astral projected, I was at a party. And this was actually really scary because at this time, this was like kind of in my lost years, my def- my um, my finding self years. Mm-hmm. And so I go to a party and I took half a Xanax, which I never do. I, that wasn't I, that was something I used to do when I was like 14. I used to like take Xanax, go to school, be insane, go to ISS and spend all day in ISS. When I was older. Sounds like my high school. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm like, uh, <laughs> before I got sent away. Um, but it's lower tabs for me. Yeah. Oh, God, I would love to be on, on school <laughs> on, on acid. I've, I found acid later in life because of the whole situation. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant lower oh. tabs. Lower tabs is another opiate. Oh, okay. See. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Lower tabs and Xanax were big. Got it. Yeah. Yes. See, we yeah. had like what? Triple C's were like huge. Oh, when man. I was in triple freshman. C's. I haven't heard that in a minute. So Florida <laughs> shit. Anyways. Yeah. See, so. that's how I know you were a real one. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you props on that because I've definitely triple C'd before. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, so what in things. the Robotussin is happening? Yeah. Drinking an entire bottle of Robotussin before the day Robo starts tripping. at school. Yeah. Ooh boy. God bless my past. So <laughs> thank God I made it out alive because I'm small and I feel like I've done. I, I when I would party, I would just like out drink dudes like your size. I was gonna say you are tiny. Yeah. Yes, it is what it is. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes these niggas just don't got it like you. Apparently, it's just because it's like I just I'm so I have so much energy. I gotcha. You know, so I'm always just like, oh, I'm always like, if there's a party, I'm the last one to fall asleep. Even if I'm not on drugs, even if I'm just drinking, I'm just. Like, I love a good time. Can't say the same for myself. Yeah, I never <laughs> pass. I'm like always like up. It's I'm just naturally high Definitely energy. Definitely cannot say the same for myself. Yeah. That well, is I'm also sure. a fire sign. So, you know. Oh, true. We'll f- we're, we'll f- we're full of it. I gotcha. I gotcha. But Damn, yeah. that is some crazy shit, though. Yeah. So astral projection. Yeah. So the first time. Yes. Yeah. First time. So I go to a party and I had taken half a bar that night because I was hanging out with a girl who kind of gave me anxiety. So I was, and she's like, oh, here. So I take half a, half a bar, and she passed me a bong at her house, and I'm thinking it's full of weed. And this was like when Spice came out and oh shit. Oh, boy. And it was full of Spice, and I hit that shit, and I had no idea. And I was like, what in the entire fuck? And it just took me somewhere. Like, it fucked, it honestly was like a really scary feeling. I did that, and that's why I was like, I need a Xanax, because I'm having anxiety. I felt like I was going to die. Totally understandable. So I took a half of Xanax, and she's like, oh, we're going to go to this party. So I'm like, all right, go to this party. And I'm like sitting by the fire, and I'm just like, finally, like I can just be still. So there's like a bowl going around, 
And then I'm like, oh, finally, some real weed. So I grabbed the bowl and I ripped the bowl like hard as I ever could so I could just like be where I'm familiar. Mm. And I took it in and I was like, what the fuck? And it was DMT. Oh, I knew that was where that was going. I knew it. Yeah, the vapor. I knew it. And it was like one second I was there and boom, I just left. And mind you, I didn't know it was DMT. So when I left my body and I'm astral projecting through space, I'm like, oh, my God, I just overdosed. Like I had convinced myself that I had died because you don't realize what's that. You've never experienced anything like that as your physical self. Oh, no. Dreams don't even feel like that. It feels like you're actually there. You're actually out of your body. Literally flying through space. I mean, I'll go ahead and say that you, yeah, you yeah, are. you are definitely to to a degree. Yes, you are. You are. Yeah, because I mean, you, you leave transport, your body. Yeah, you teleport. Yeah, it's it's done. So that was my first time, and I, you know, I'm like very big. Everything happens for a reason. So I felt like the universe, honestly, even though it was like terrifying, because when I came back, I was traumatized because I had convinced myself I died, and I was, and, and you accept it. It's weird. So that was honestly cool because I was like, everyone's so afraid to die. And I was like, oh, yeah, when you die, you're totally fine with it. You're, you realize that you're not, you're not dead. Like, nothing dies. Energy can't be destroyed or created. It just exactly. is, you know? It's, it's just redistributed into something else. Yeah, it's just recycling and going. It's just processed. It's so crazy. So when I came back, though, that's when it hit me because I'm, like, back in my body from being light actual light and then i was like holy shit so then that was really traumatizing but then the second time i astral projected it happened on shrooms and just naturally i just i was laying down and then before you know it i just left my body and i was like oh wow but it was way more beautiful because i was on shrooms i was laying in a bed i was relaxed i went to the tree of life and like had some telepathic energy stuff being transferred data literally being transferred into my brain and uh i can definitely understand how the the shroom astral projection would be way calmer than DMT because with DMT you are thrown into that shit. Yeah, head slingshot. First. Whew, and boy. I had already, you know, I had all this other stuff in my system, so I think it was just like that's true. Fuck. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right about that. It was intense. Oh boy. Oh boy. So yeah. So uh, astral projection is definitely. So when was the first right. time you astral projected without drugs? Then. Um. Honestly, I feel like. I, w- I used to spend a lot of time alone. I got a DUI. How ironic. When hey, I was, join yeah, the club. DUI, yeah. when I, right, actually, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Because like right when I got back from Philly, <sighs> two months later, of course, I sank back into my drinking stuff. Mm. And I got a DUI. Thank God no one was hurt. Thank God I wasn't hurt. Thank God it happened the way it did. It was a funny story. I was, wasn't even driving. So there's oh. that. Or I was driving, but I wasn't like on the road. I got gotcha. you. And uh, so after that happened, I started spending a lot of time alone and I would just put a lot of energy into astral projecting and like trying to go places and going places. And um, it was good for me. My DUI was a huge blessing in disguise. Huge. I agree. Huge. Hands down. Because I was just wild. Like that's when I really realized, okay, alcohol is not for me. Like it is, but not in this way. Not in the way where I think that it's for everyone, where people just go to brunch and they drink and then they go to a bar and they drink. And like, I just can't do that. Like, it's very interesting. We seem to have like pretty fucking similar paths in that respect. Yeah. Because I had like my heavy, uh, you know, acid years. And then right after that, I think it was like when I was 22 or 23. That's when I got my DUI. And that was the same wake up call. Just like, fuck. Yeah. When you see your bank account go to fucking. 10 bands to no bands. Oh, shit, dog. That shit was no fun. And I fought it in court because I'm like, I can't have a fucking felony. Mm. Can't have a felony. I can't not go to Canada. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I know. That's the that's the thing that sucks about that one. Yeah, I, I'm still not allowed in Canada as of right now. Fuck. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. I apparently. fought it because everyone told me to, and then once I fought, I was like, why the fuck I did? uh-huh the lawyer fees oh my god and i got a you know I, I had a little pocket of change in my savings because of my mom passing and stuff so i pretty much all the money that i got I went to a lawyer and it was yeah. just a big wake-up call of self you know like because you don't i don't have parents i don't have anyone to be like hey mom can you like spot me or can you help me out or you know it's like that that whole like luxury is gone yes so that was a wake up call for me. Like you are out here on your own and you have to make this shit happen for you because no one's going to make this shit happen for you. No one. And I'm not no offense to people who are like this, but I'm not the type of human who can depend on a man or a woman. You know, I can't be like, oh, I'll just find me a rich man. Like I can't myself. I'm so like I got to do it on my own. Like I need my own bread. I need to do what I want without feeling like you're dangling it over my head. Well, you're in debt to somebody else. Never. Yep. Right there with you. Never. Right there with you. It's like, sure, I've, I've even had guys be like, oh, you should let me. And I'll, I'm like, you know, I'm just not. I can't. I don't know why. I just, I just, I wish I could. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could. That'd no be great. Dis- no disrespect to anybody else that does that. But in my opinion, I think it's because you have a little bit of dignity, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I think I'm, yeah, or pride. Self-respect. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but some people really thrive. I know, I have some friends who like live the fucking life. And I know. they don't pay for shit. And it's I'm like, you're so lucky. Like, I wish I could have a rich dude pay for all this equipment that put me in debt. <laughs> well, It'd not anymore, nice. thank God. But. It'd be nice. But, you know, sometimes yeah. you just got to work for that shit yourself. I totally understand. It's the Leo in me that's like, absolutely fucking not, bitch. You have to get it on your own. Feel that shit. Yeah. That, was, that was my thing with the podcast. I knew I wanted to do the podcast, but... I didn't start it for a year because I saved up all the money myself to get all the equipment that I wanted right? and did all that shit my way specifically. Right. I was like, I'm not fucking taking any handouts from anybody. You have to do it your own way. You have to do it yourself or else I feel like that will be something that will just linger in your mind. Like, yes. is this even mine? It you hangs know? over you like a shadow. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-mm. Trying to just like cut all cords, you know, cords to just attachment. To, to like any of that to where I just really feel like I did this you know it's like I'm about to be 28 I've been making me I've been like I started doing music when I was like 20 or started writing I've been writing music since I was a teenager gotcha but I didn't really understand what I was doing I just was like I excelled in English and math everything else I was like fuck these classes I'm not going to science don't give a fuck about history PE can kiss my ass like <laughs> I don't I, I was like no so, you know, that's why, whatever. But math, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll show my work. This is, I see the solution. I see what's happening. English, I loved it because I felt like I had, I was going through so much that I wanted to express myself. Mm-hmm. So I started writing poems. And even my teacher was like, God, you have to submit these things to magazines. Like, this is, for a 12-year-old to be writing stuff about this, this is great. So I felt like I was always writing music. And then when I started to really, like, I got a mic and started doing things in my room and stuff. I was like, what, 20 years old? And now I'm 28 and I'm like, wow, I can really say that I've been working for something. You know, it's like I feel like I really am proud of myself when I was like the fuck up for most of my life. Facts. You know, I was that kid who's always in trouble, always in detention, always doing some shit, always being made the example in my program, always in trouble, knew everyone's secrets. So I was like always in trouble because I'm not going to snitch. Why? Do, how do you think I ended up in that program? Like, I'm not telling you who the fuck did that. I have to pay for it. OK, great. I'm 14. I'll rather go to a program for two years and sit here and sell out on people like. Yep. It's just, it's just the way it is. So 
Were you writing a lot during those years when you were in the program too? Yeah, I w- I spent a lot of time in trouble, which means I spent a lot of time not being allowed to talk to anybody. They like so you had nothing else to do but write. But basically. right, yeah, and they you know you don't have a computer, so they give you like these notebooks and they give you writing assignments and they want you to talk about like how uh, how you got to where you're at and why are you going through like why, why where's your trauma and I you know there was a lot of fucked up things that happened to me as a kid that I just shoved so far down my memory that I didn't even want to see or think about and like being in that state where I couldn't talk to anybody or distract myself surfaced those things and it helped me heal through those things and in that way the program was like really awesome because like you don't talk about you don't talk about the type of stuff that happened that might happen to you you know you don't talk about being molested as a kid as a regular you don't talk about that there's no place for you to safely talk about that in society it's not especially if it's you don't talk about that stuff you don't talk about you know you just don't talk about that stuff. And so that place really helped me get through some stuff and had me gain some respect for myself because I had no respect for myself when I was 13, 14. You don't have respect for yourself when you're hitting licks on people and you're just like having sex with guys to fill voids because you're fucked up over stuff that happened. So it's, it's all like, very true. yeah, I mean, you don't. You need to have respect for yourself exactly. in life or else you're literally going to always do the same patterns and you're not going to heal. Like that's why now like healing is my... That's like what I am. It's like I'm, I'm a DJ. I'm a producer. I write music. I do all that stuff. But I'm a healer at the end of the day. The only reason I do any of that is because I'm healing to heal others. Most definitely. You know, because I've been through shit. And I think that's part of my mission that I chose before this. Like you're going to go through a lot of fucked up shit. Like even at birth, like metaphorically speaking, they say that subconsciously you, you have trauma even if you can't remember it like as a baby. So I was adopted at birth. Mm -hmm. So even as a baby, I was ripped from my birth mom and it starts the second you're born. And I always think of that and I'm like, wow, it's like I literally chose this path of like independence completely out feeling outcasted, feeling like you don't fit in, feeling like you really have to make my I have to make my own way in the world. Just from that first second of being born, you're ripped away from what the only thing you've known for nine months. Yes. So I feel like, um, yeah, you know, I just chose it you're a fucking beast you know that oh stop (laughs) no i mean it's like fuck it's crazy when i even when i talk about it which i don't talk about it a lot i really don't unless i should talk about it more because there could be people who could benefit from it but it's like a lot to talk about and to like for people to relate to because people people get weird when you start getting deep me i'm like vulnerability here like Exactly, just like I said before. I've said so much ridiculous shit on this podcast I that I probably shouldn't have said or shouldn't have let out there, but I don't care. That's Like I said before, that's how people know I'm real. Right. And, and that's and how they know I have different feelings and right. I have different shit that I need to express. Like, I'm not always... And you don't have to put a front on, like, what fun exactly. is that to, like, you don't want to walk around with a mask for the rest of your life? Yep. Nobody I've always said it. Th- this shit for me is just straight up my therapy, so... If I can get some shit out and if somebody else can get some shit out, then I've, I'm happy at the end of the day. Exactly. For sure. That's, yeah, it's important. Because I can guarantee a lot of people are going to benefit from everything you've said. I hope so, you know, and that's like, I, I've definitely been trying to speak more on Instagram and, because I have a lot to say, but sometimes I'm just like, you know, I spend a lot of time in my mind, so I'm always just like reading a lot and thinking a lot and evaluating a lot. I study myself a lot. I study people a lot. I study patterns a lot. I'm very like, I don't know. I, I just think a lot. So I need to get better about like putting it out there because when I do speak on Instagram, it's like I'll wake up to like 50 DMs like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, and that means like, OK, I'm living my mission. 
I'm like following the path of my mission. It just comes in spurts. It's like right now, like this has been a very big hermit year for me. Like I've been, I spent a lot of internal time, even though I've been traveling a lot. It's like when I'm not traveling, I'm literally at home. And I like this summer, I've been making more of an effort to like go to events and support my friends because that's important to me. And some people don't understand. They're like, oh, I never see you out. But they don't understand that I'm literally a pioneer in the city. Like I've Mm. been doing this shit for a long time and I'm older now and I'm tired, but I'm also like trying to build a foundation. Like I'm learning to, I know how to produce now, but I'm now I'm learning how to mix and how to master. And I'm like watching tutorials and I'm like trying to do it all so I can literally be self-sustained. You on that YouTube Academy? You already know. (laughs) University of YouTube. You already know. It's UY all day out here. Literally. That's how I learned how to fucking podcast. Yeah, it's like you can learn anything on YouTube. I like the uh, the aspect of when I was first learning how to podcast, what I would be looking for one thing how to do. It'd take me about five to six hours to find that thing. Right. But in those five to six hours, watching through all these other things, trying to find that one thing, I learned like 10 other things exactly. that I didn't even know about. Oh, and I love I love learning, like especially when it's like something that I'm going to use. Like I just like uh, geek out on it. I'm like a high key nerd. You are a nerd. I can I'm feel a it. super nerd. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, compressing <laughs> and like finding things and like. And I don't and I really believe in like sharing knowledge and that's why I like learning because I love teaching. Like I love there's a you know, there's a lot of people I feel like I've just taught things to because it's important for us all to be it's important for us all to be able to do what we want to do. Why would you just be like, you know, no, I'm not going to teach you like that's the whole point of learning. It's not so you can just like own knowledge like knowledge doesn't belong to anybody. Knowledge is a piece of stream of consciousness that is available for everyone and everyone deserves that birthright you know to like Agreed. have that um that luxury to know things and to learn things oh hi there hi hi doggy anyways um yeah so i have a interesting thing i want to know about what is it i need to know about your musical influences growing up what were you growing listening up? to growing up uh well my dad he like listened to a lot of classic rock so i listened to a lot of pink floyd i listened to a lot of tom petty Ooh. I listened. I got to see Tom Petty before he died. Oh my god! Shouts to that man. Damn, yeah, big piece of my childhood. Tom Petty, very emotional. If I hear Tom Petty, I'm like, oh wow, this reminds me of a place I forgot. So uh, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, obviously. Ooh, I was just listening to her this morning with my mama. Ooh. Yeah, powerful. Whew. Which big ancient woman and energy. Yeah. She's insane. Yeah. Um, Stevie, one of these days, we going to meet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I just want to hug. I'm putting that out there in the future for right now. Stevie, me and you, it's going to be a thing. Here comes Quinn. We're going to have a high five. So, yeah. As a kid, I listened to a lot of that type of stuff. I mean, obviously, I listened to all the Tampa music because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Indeed. Um, And uh, I'm trying to think of, like, kid influences. Like, yeah, I listened to just, like, a lot of classic rock. Um, I loved Daft Punk as a kid. Oh, okay. Daft Punk is old. Yes, they are. So oh, yeah. My d- I remember like seeing the CD and I was like, wow. And then putting it on and, you know, that was like kind of the beginning of electronic music. And I'm a very huge electronic artist now. And now even with the auto-tune with Trap Bone, it's like T-Pain, obviously. Like te- when I became a teenager, I remember the first time. I heard I'm sprung because I was like a nerd as a kid. And so I was like always surfing the Internet for new music. Yes. So I could make mix CDs for my friends. Like I was known for that. So I like 
three-way called all my friends. I was like, you have to come over right now. I just found the craziest song. (laughs) Yeah. So all my friends ride their bike over to my house. We're like 11. And I was like, okay, sit down. And I played I'm Sprung. And I literally made everyone listen to it. And I was like, I remember that day. And I was like, "This this is a sound that is so different than anything we've ever known. T-Pain, and he's from Florida, you know, so I feel like we kind of found T-Pain first a little bit because it was streaming through, you know, it kind of all, everything was through MySpace and through AOL Music, and I was, like, on MySpace every single day looking for new music, every single day. I can see also since uh, you're one of these people that like to dig as as myself as well, do you get that special feeling inside from putting people on to new shit because it just it makes me i I feel good to like because music feels good you know music is like so nice so it's nice to like be able to gift that to people and people gift it to you all the time back it's like this reset like i love you know i don't want to have the aux every time i'm in the car i want someone else to aux you know everyone expects oh you're a dj here aux and i'm like no i want you guys aux so i can find stuff and like see how you're feeling and because everyone has their own way that music makes them feel. So they have own their own taste. And I'm open to all music. Like, I love everything. I'm anything. I'm not, I'm really not judgy. Like, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Especially, I grew up playing classical piano. So oh, nice. I just, yeah, so I just have this wide appreciation for Keys. everything. Yeah. Everything. Notes. Music theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. That's, right, that's one of the <sighs> many YouTube videos I've just been like, you feel like you're in class, you know, and you're like learning because I don't have like a musical background. It literally, when I was 17, I like wrote this. I was in journalism in my program and I like wrote 16 and I wrote this like thing about. We are far too alike. I went to school for journalism. Okay, see. Yeah, so I like to write. So in my program, it was like, I'll just take journalism instead of taking all these other classes. And uh, I wrote like this thing about how I was going to be a producer one day. And I had no idea what it, what being a producer even meant which is so crazy to me. I had no idea what went into it. But I wrote this paper on it because I thought, like, you know, I was just, like, I just knew I was going to make music. Like, I just knew that was, like, the one thing that brought me, like, unconditional happiness. So, yeah, it's crazy how things come full circle. Manifestation. That's what's up, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, I have some weird manifestation stories. I'm like, wow, as a kid, I just knew this was going to happen. Just knew that I was going to be here. That's very ill. Yeah. It's a blessing, you know. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I made it out alive to be able to do it. So when you start making your own music at 20, what was your first foray into the musical world? I feel like I was just finding beats on YouTube and just re- like freestyling over beats and um I was going to a lot of parties and like doing a lot of ecstasy and I would just be like freestyling with like all boys and it'd be me ripping. Cuz you know when you're when you're when you're on ecstasy, bro, I feel like it gives you superpowers. I know it's so, so bad for your brain, but, like, the shit I was thinking of on the spot, like, people to this day, I'll, like, see them because I haven't seen, like, that group of friends in a while. They'll just be like, bro, you're a beast. Like, you literally can freestyle so well. Now, it's not that I'm, like, insecure about it, but I'm like, let me just pull back because I feel like when you freestyle, a lot of ego comes out. You talk a lot of shit. You say shit. You're like, oh, let me be careful about what I'm saying now because I don't want to sit here and... Just talk shit. I feel that. But as a as like a teen as like a twenty year old, I was like freestyling a lot, and then I would go home, and that's like the Adderall epidemic, and I fuck that on Adderall. I would write like ten pages of just bars, and I had so much pent up from my mom and my dad and the program and being on my own and being. It was just so much, and I was just like, 
ripping, 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 ripping. So now that I've done a lot of healing and ripping and I've, I, you know, I have a lot of music out. I don't even think people even realize that there's so much between Trap Phone, between my old SoundCloud that I would just put stuff out every week because it wasn't SoundCloud. It wasn't what it is now. It was literally like my, I treated it like a diary and I would just go on there and I would just put music out because I was so emotional. And now it's like, you know, is it? Now it's a thing. Now is it sonically, you know, is yeah. it a hit type shit, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just put a lot of stuff out and now I feel like it really helped me get to the place where I'm at now to be able to write songs. Like, I still do it in my own way, but it helps me like collect my thoughts and producing too. I'm like, start, you know, just tell a story with the beat, which, which really helped me a lot too. Like when I started producing my whole life changed. like I started producing in two, in 2014, I got a machine and I didn't really know how to use it yet, but I had it. I had it. I got it for Christmas. What machine did you get? The MK2. Aha. So I got like my brother and my aunt. I like, you know, I was like, please, like, I don't ask for anything. Like, it's really hard for me to ask for help to ask. I'm just like, don't give me anything. Don't care. But this, I was like, I need this. Like, this is something that because my friend had one goody and I would go to his house and I was just like, wouldn't even hang out with him. I just play with his beat machine. And he's like, God, you need one of these. Like, you know, I think you really need this. Shouts to him for letting you do that, too. Oh, yeah. Goody's like one of my that's like my brother. Any homie that lets you come over and fuck with the equipment that they have. Like, that's a that's a real homie right there, especially if they see it in you. And they're like, oh, you definitely should be doing this. No. You should Goody's be messing a genius. With this. He's like an underground genius. Like now he does like 3D rendering and like all this next level shit that will be popular in four years. Like, gotcha. He's like. Always ahead of the curve. He's been doing this stuff for a long time, like building like installations with his projector, project, projector. But he's been doing that for a long time, you know, like way before all this like 3D rendering and all these Michaela's and all this like digital peep. Like he's just been on it. Goody is like, and he's low key about it. So that's even more like appealing because you're not, you don't really care about clout. You're literally just interested in it. And you're drawn to it. And he's, he's a genius. So I was blessed. I'm blessed to have him as a friend. Um, and he's smart, you know, so we, we, he helps me a lot. He helps me like collect my self. He's very organized. So you get the machine. So I get the machine and then I started producing. Um, and then I really started getting into it in 2015 and yeah, uh, it really, really got me through some stuff. 2016, I was like kind of in this really abusive relationship and like was trapped and like, I think every girl goes through it at least once in her life where you just lose yourself in a relationship and you're just like, fuck. You let you allow yourself to literally be treated like shit and you don't understand because you're like, how did I get to this point? Mm. And it just it just happened. So after I finally like got out of that relationship, I isolated in my room for three months and I just wrote music and like produced and producing. I didn't even write. I just produced. And the production, like being able to express myself through sound was a whole new book of release it's like this is actually like yeah i like to write but this this is how i feel like these sounds and then putting words like this is my sound this belongs to me you know and i can own that it's got to feel so good it like does. so liberating oh to my be God. able to get it out it oh. does bro i have a hard drive full of like a hundred unreleased things that probably will never be released it's just for me to like express and to reflect and maybe one day but who you know it's not for people it's yes. for me it's always been for me so it's never been like i gotta put this out now 
where in 2019, I just put out my first self-produced song, but I've been producing for five years. Was that 27? That was Milkshake. Okay, gotcha. So Milkshake was in that one, you know, I made that in an hour. And I was like, this song feels good. Like, I feel like this song people can understand. It's simple. It's like not very complex. Four simple notes. Very simple hook. It's just so how I was feeling, you know, can be relative to all women. Like, do things your own way. Like, you're totally iconic when you just do it your way. Not the way that you see everyone else do it. And that's relative for me, too, because I've never really done things a, a conditional, uh, the way that you see everyone else doing them, conventional way. Conventional, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then 27 I made, you know, in a couple hours, like two hours, and I was like, this song is so fun, and that beat, like, this is the first time I really felt okay to put my stuff out. That is just mine. So slowly, I have another one going to come out in July, and Milkshake video comes out in August, and I'm just going to start putting shit out because I'm 27, you know, very relative. I'm out of my own way. I don't care if people get it. I don't care if they don't like it. I do care if they do like it because I hope that it helps them, inspires them to do things that they want to do without being told that this is the right or the wrong way to do it. You know? So it's important. That's important to me. That's why I want to put stuff out now because I'm like, I'm finally in the place to where this is what I'm, this is what I'm transcending. That's how it should be because it's supposed to be an outlet of your own self. It's supposed yeah. to be a representation of yourself. It, yeah. It's supposed to be some shit that you feel more than anyone else. Exactly. And it's like, it's important because humans need healing. Yes, they do. You know, it's like when I was like 21, 22, I was like, oh my God, I want to blow up and like go on tour and like be in this industry that I knew nothing about. And now that I'm kind of an OG underground, have a lot of friends who are really famous and do big things and go on tours and they're in the industry and I almost like being the underground that they know that like it's just this underground understanding like so I'm like okay what's next okay healing you know all these artists who are like 20 19 21 22 they're gonna be depleted by the time they're my age and they yeah they're gonna get to this age and they're gonna be like I'm bored now I'm over it yes so what's gonna be next okay and I want to have what's, what's next, you know, healing and, like, meditation and, you know, sensory stimulations where you can really come and, like, feel and serve shroom tea by the microdose. But it's not to be fucked up. It's to really just, like, mend all that stuff because your whole musical career, people have just been taking and taking and taking and taking from you. And now you're totally empty, you know, because you're around all these drugs and all this stuff and around people who really don't care if you're okay or not. They just nope. want to be in pictures with you so they can get followers. And yep. that shit is so fucking bonkers it's whack to me. as fuck it's just it's just not forever you know it's not timeless it's not ancient it's just it's fleeting all of it is fleeting and it's gonna burn out soon so i just want to have what's next you know even if it's like a retreat like a farm or some land where people like can come and like create and be free from all of that and like release and still create for the love of creating, not for the love of making a hit and making money and feeding everyone and feeling like they have this huge like burden. Like I have to make it so I can take care of people because I even feel that way. You know, there's just got to be a better way to do it. That's not that's not me like completely depleting myself or selling out and, you know, doing things that aren't true for who I am. Definitely. So Cause that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah, because you got to you, you have to die with yourself. Yep. And you you have to really I think when you die, I think you really are going to reflect on what you did and what you learned and even if you made mistakes, mistakes don't even matter. They're not even a real thing. It's just 
it'll just carry on till your next life and you'll just learn what's next. Exactly. So I'm like so careful about my choices now. So conscious of my choices because it's all a reflection of my ancient life. It's not a reflection of my third dimensional life. You got wisdom for your age. You know that? Acid. (laughs) 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 No, you know, I I definitely spend a lot of time in my mind. And just like growing up with, with, Heavy shit too, because yeah. I can relate to that shit too, man. Right. I mean, I I definitely grew up with some heavy shit myself, and it makes you learn from a very young age about everything life has to offer, and that you don't know what the fuck life is gonna bring you. You don't, and you just, and that's almost like now you know my thing's just being open. You know, I'm just open to whatever is coming. Obviously, I'm gonna manifest what I want, and. I do full moon rituals and new moon rituals and I'm very spiritual and have like five altars in my house. And, you know, I like definitely put energy into the metaphysical world because I have a lot of, you know, energy around always. Word. It's definitely like a lot of spirits always around. This cat is all over me. That's Quentin. <laughs> quee, quee. Quentin was just licking my shirt for the past 15 minutes on my lap. Yes, he's he's infamous for that. Quentin. <laughs> Wow, you can do that? I cannot do that with my cat. Oh, yeah. Quentin, he's a sp- he loves it. Oh, baby boy. Oh, I see. I I knew that he liked the butt scratch, but uh, the grabbing of the tail like that. that oh, yeah. Uh, he's like... Caesar's not about that. It's because he grew up with Desi, sweet boy. <laughs> Quentin. So how did Trap Phone start? Trap Phone, um, me and Jordan Patrick, we met at a... At a session, OG Layla session, he was producing for her, produced a track for her, and I was just like, and this is 2014, and I pulled him aside, I was like, you're amazing, like, you are an amazing producer, and this is, no one knew who Jordan Patrick was, you know, and I was shocked, I was like, this man is amazing, he's not producing like other people in the city, you know, he's really, you can tell he's been doing this for a long time. Word. So I was like, send me a throwaway beat. And I pr- I will send you some bars on it by tomorrow. And he's like, okay. So he sent me a beat. I literally went home that night and just wrote something or freestyled a lot of it on my voice memos. And I sent it to him that night. And I was like, I'm like really fucking with your sound. Like I would really love to work. And so that beat was the outro for Poetic Resume, which was like my first mixtape in 2014. Um, and then right after I put that out, Jordan and I just linked and we were got to work our chemistry is crazy we just understand each other we just we just get it he's never told me no you know and that was what i really struggled with with a lot working with people i was gonna say i think like honestly just listening to to the trap phone stuff i could feel the vibes like it's we have a lot of fun and we're both very goofy people like when you when people really get to know me they're like wow you're really a weirdo like you're really funny you're not what i expected because i don't give a fuck like i really don't Exactly. What do they expect? But, you know, I guess I've had one girl. She came up to me once and she's she came up to me at an event. And I thought this was really, really cool. And she's like, Betty, I have to apologize because I had such a different outlook on you. She's like, I really didn't know that you were genuinely so nice. She's like, I really thought you were just, you know, and I guess because like Instagram, like I don't take a lot of selfies smiling because it's awkward. You're like, Here's me happy, like, <laughs> what the fuck? So, you know, it's like maybe in my selfies, I'm, like, serving face, and I'm, like, giving looks, and maybe I look a certain way. 
I, I, I call that looking like a real person. I guess. Like, I don't know. I, for me, I can't. it's so hard for me to take smiling selfies. I'm right there with you. But I smile a lot in real life because I'm always making jokes. I'm being, I'm a weird human. Like, I'm just like very open and, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I like, I, I really find humor in life and you have to when you've been through shit. I find humor in everything. I find, I'm just always joking about shit. So when you, when I'm comfortable, you know, I'm, and then people are like, Wow. And so she she like apologized because she's like I you know I judged you and I and I thought that there's no way that someone could really be this nice and genuine and I would and I judged you and I'm sorry and I just thought that was so kind you know and I was like this says so much about your character that you can even have that and put your pride down and say that because I would never know and I would never really care because I would never know exactly so the fact that you said that you know that really meant a lot and that probably brought you closer to that person too yeah I mean it was really someone that I don't even know. And so I was That's just like, crazy. I appreciate you, you know, like, thank you. I've never really met her. And it was an eye opener for me um, to try to like just trans try to be exactly who I am in real life on the Internet. But it's hard. You know, it's like it's hard. It is. So, yeah, me and Jordan have great chemistry because we're both very just goofy people. And he's so fucking funny. Jordan is like one of the funniest people I know. I don't know if it's because of his facial expressions. It's his jokes. He's just he's just funny without trying to be. And those are the funniest people. Oh, definitely. And, he, and I love being around it. And he's smart. And it's like, if I want something, he does it. It's like, I, oh, I want to try something like this. He's like, okay. And then he makes it happen. And, like, that's important because I worked with people in the past who were like, no. You know, I worked with people when I was, like, a young Betty who were like, oh, you should change your name. Betty Doll's not marketable. Um, people who literally try to just crush me and say that, oh, you should be this person. You should dress this way. And you should, you should do all these things that aren't you. Because what you've got going on will not go anywhere. And so, you know, of course, that lit a fire into my ass. And I was like, fuck you guys. Facts. I'll do this shit on my own, even if it takes me twice as long to get to where I'm going. Because I'm going to last forever. Like, I, I will leave a legacy. I'm not going to sell out so I can blow up overnight and be I forgotten. Can, I can think of multiple people that I still use as inspiration for this day. For shit that they, they talked about the podcast. I'm just like, y'all motherfuckers go see now. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like that? All right, bet. The thing is, bet. it's like you have to trust your vision. Yep. You weren't born to be like everybody else. Or we would all look the same. We would literally be the same avatar in a boring-ass world that probably would just be gray. Like, it would not be what it is. Yep. Everything is like a, a reflection of the mind. Like, we project. All this is a, a projection of light. It's a holographic universe. Everything's a projection of light. Yes. Speak so, on it. You know, it's true. It's the fucking truth. So it's like you have to like invite that and find the beauty in the littlest things and the most simple things so that you can really understand the beauty that's inside of you, your individual self. So, yeah, I think that uh, it's important. Most definitely. It's important. I'm, I'm looking forward to new trap phone shit. Uh, I know we need we have some stuff we're sitting on. I've just, you know, he's just I produced. I saw you say that the other day. I saw you put that out on social media. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. we, we sit. We always are sitting on music. Me and Jordan never have nothing that's just not done. Always got one in the chamber. We always got at least one. Right now we have two, three. Um, but he just produced Sam Hughes' uh, project album. Word. Album And Sam Hughes is just very talented. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to his girlfriend, Macy. Shout out to just, they're building a studio. Him and Max Foreman just built a studio in Ebor. Like, shout out to people in Tampa who are doing things. You know, hey. it, make, it, it makes me feel like so happy even more to be from here. Most definitely, because honestly, uh, Orlando has had this crazy-ass cultural renaissance in the past, like, five, six years. Right. And 
that's why I started doing the podcast because I wanted to, you know, give some shine to people that weren't getting any shine at all. Like, right. shit was so slept on. And honestly, it wasn't until cat's coming right back in. Yeah, he <laughs> loves men. He I has a lot that. of women energy, obviously. There's gotcha. a lot of girls in the house. Fair enough, fair enough. But um, when I came to Tampa for the Mew Awards this year, and because I only knew like a few people really in the creative community from Tampa, like Bobby, um, Really, that might be all only it. Honestly, Kenny Bobby, that was about it. Oh, okay. And uh, when I went to the Mew Awards and I started talking to all these people from Tampa, I was like, "There is some fire ass people yeah. out here." The community, like the scene in here, out here is wild. I see that talented, uh, infinite, growing every day. And like the past three years, I pretty much spent, you know, talking to Orlando people. And got it right. Right after that Mew. Right after the Mew Awards, I was just like, yo, I have to dedicate myself to, like, getting Tampa people right. on now. Because, like, I've literally been trying, I think the past three or four episodes have all been Tampa people. Hey. You know, you know. I want three years. You, you know, you know. Oh, that but rain coming. I just feel, I know, right? I love it. I just feel like it. it's just so strong. Like, the vibes are so strong over here right now. Like, it's, it. these people need to be put on as well. Right. I'm, I can't even say I'm putting anybody on. Like but, if I if oh. I put somebody on to five people that didn't know about them before, then right. that's that's all I need. You know. Right. And it's just like it just builds that com- like, even if it's not something that people are listening to right now, they're gonna look back and be like, oh shit, like there's here's a podcast on this person who I found five years later. Yes. You know, and I can yes. learn about them. I haven't done. I did a podcast like a month ago, and that was like the first podcast I've done in a long time. Because I've just been hermiting and. I feel that. Growing. Most definitely. Most you know? definitely. So, yeah. I just like uh, the idea also of building the vibes and the camaraderie between Orlando and Tampa as well. Because yeah. There's a lot of talent in Orlando, too. Hell, motherfucking, yes, there is. There's so There's just, Florida is fucking beaming. Oh, we on fire. Like. And it's not just the sun out here. Yeah, literally. It's some. There's some shit out here. Okay. There's some shit out here. As my friend Lindsay would say, we're the ancestors of Atlanteans. <laughs> Oh, okay. Bet, it, yeah, bet, bet. she's like, and, and it kind of makes it, I mean, Atlantis technically is like right by Florida. Yep. So who knows? This is very we true. We got some, it's like big spiritual energy down here. So when did you start DJing, by the way? Uh, 2012. Oh, damn. So you've been, you've been doing that for a little minute mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Got hair in my mouth. <laughs> well, story of my life. And uh, yeah, so I started DJing in 2012 and it just, yeah. It wasn't really a big girl DJ epidemic then because it was just dudes. And so it was kind of hard to be taken seriously. I feel that. Um, but made it happen and started throwing my own shows. I was like, all right, if you guys aren't going to book me, I'm just going to throw my own shows because I'm not going to I'm not going to not do it because you're not booking me. That's just not how the world works. Most definitely. So, so I'm going to do this shit myself. Yeah, period. And uh, I started getting booked in Miami. Then I started getting booked at a club in Tampa and. At Zar. I don't know if you know what Zar is. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, I'm a skater. I, I oh, definitely was. Uh, yeah. I, I was, was a bartender at Zar. Like, I was working at Zar from when I was 20 all the way till I was, like, 26. Oh, shit. Word. Yeah. So we probably saw each other randomly yeah. one night then. I was a bartender. I definitely was fucked up in Zar many, many times. Oh, shout out to Zar, man. Shout out to the good old days. Especially after Tampa Am and Tampa Pro. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes. Ooh, I still boy. have. I lit so crazy. I was in New York a couple weeks ago. And we're at this bar. Shouts to New York. I love New York. Love that shit. Fuck. Can't live there, but I love it. Oh, I could for a summer at least. 
Summer in New York is goddamn magical. I it's know. You just, you're just out and you're drunk and you're like, yeah. The rooftops. Oh, man. Anyways, you're I saying. miss it. So we're at a bar and this guy comes up to me and he's like, I know you. And I was like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Sorry. And he's like, you are, you were my bartender at Tampa Am like years and years ago. And you literally were pouring Jameson in my mouth. Oh, shit. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. Same thing happened to me in L.A. like. When a, a couple of years ago, many, many years ago, I was like walking down the street and this car full of skaters like, Betty, you're my bartender. Like, because I bartended all the Tampa Am, all the Tampa Pro events. And I was working at the Bricks at the time. So I was like, and now I DJ the Tampa Am party and the Tampa Pro party, which is even crazier. Gotcha. It's crazy. So I've definitely seen you in some past years then somehow. Yeah, definitely. I dated a skater for a long time. Fair enough. We're, a, we're, a, certain, we're a certain breed. Yeah, I don't know if you know Yanni Cruz. Oh, yeah, chocolate. Yeah. Yep. Well, before he was, this was when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, but I feel you. Yeah, he was actually, shout out to Yanni, even though we've had our differences as children. Like, he was one of the first people to really inspire me that I can do something unconventional. Because I was like, wait, you're getting paid to, f- you're getting flown out to skate? Wait a minute, you're that getting boy, all this free shit because of skating? He's doing his damn thing, yeah. that's for sure. And it inspired me because I didn't, I was only 19 at the time, so I didn't understand that you could do that because Definitely. it was kind of taboo at that time people are still thinking you have to go to college it wasn't th- this entrepreneurship stuff really didn't pop off to the last couple of years the kids are like i can make a living by starting my own business fuck this i don't need to go to college yep but so then it was like oh shit well this makes me feel even better now i'm like passionate about music now i feel like i can do what i love and just got to figure out how i'm going to do it that's very ill so yeah he definitely inspired me to very Ill. do it Shouts out to him and the GX1000 crew, too. Them boys yeah. over there doing that crazy-ass crazy hill-bombing shit over there. Good. Yeah, I, I really respect the skate culture because they all support each other. It's like a family. They skate all day. It's their life, and they're just, you know, at the end of the day, skate culture is very loving, um, oh, yes. homie-based. Oh, yes. They will kick someone's ass for you. Oh, yeah. It That's Definitely have sure. had some skaters kick guys asked for me before that is for damn sure it's so. just like straight almost like fraternity shit there it's and it's like brotherhood you know it's it like is girls have a sisterhood girls who are friends like they have a natural sisterhood like i have a, a coven you know we're like very close mm. and that's what i really respect about the skate community they really are just like down for each other even if they don't know each other they see you skating it's yes. like bro there's not many other things activities that i know that i could go internationally somewhere to some other fucking country exactly i could go to a skate spot and i could meet some locals and they'll be like oh you skate you're not from here i'll take you around i'll show you the bars and like the restaurants so i just love that i or let you crash at the house you know like that shit happens all the time in skate culture i love that bro i love it i love skate culture i really respect it i really do i will say i'm not too happy with the shinner i gave myself yesterday at the park but you know that's that's part of the uh, that's part of the deal part of the grind it is what it is for real so i have to ask you what you have some of the illest style you be coming up with the craziest (laughs) shit oh man please please go ahead and uh and and just like how do you come up with this shit yo like imagination is a wild place i don't know it really is just like i saw your rolling loud outfits oh yeah wow i definitely snapped it rolling loud wow i had to wow thanks man yeah that's actually was the shirt i wore shit was fire shit was very I made fire. it or yeah i sewed this and then i got this fabric and i like sewed it on the pants never sewed a day in my life so that was cool because i was like oh, i could do this now <laughs> like 
I was going to say, because I, I feel like a lot of these things, like, are you are you putting in a lot of personal work into a lot of these outfits? Yeah, also? I mean, okay. I, I style a lot of it. Um, Muse by Pablo. Shout out Muse by Pablo. These pants are Muse by Pablo. I su- If my friends make something, I'm going to support them. And I really support Juan and Mimi because they are amazing people. Like, I, they are so genuine and so kind and so talented and so humble. All at once, it's overwhelming. You know, you're like, Thank you for not being a dick, you know? Yes. That's how, that's how I feel when I meet people like that. Like, you don't act like you're cooler than everybody, even though you're the fucking coolest people I've ever met. You know what I mean? Like, it's really... That's why they're the coolest people you've ever exactly. met. Exactly. And they're very inspiring and colorful, and I just love them. Like, I really have, like, a soul connection to both of them. Like, family vibes. Like, I, I will that. ride for them when I'm, like... Yeah. When, when I'm doing big tours and I'm doing TED Talks and I'm doing all that stuff, I'm going to be wearing some Muse by Pablo. I feel that shit. That's how you keep the community. That's how you build the economy of exactly. where you're from. Exactly. You have to support each other. You have to. I don't care about all this extra shit. Like, it's literally the thing I tweet out every single fucking day is creative support creators. Yeah, I Always. see that. I retweet it. Always. <laughs> I retweet it when you tweet it. Yes, yes. But it's true. It is true. Community, like, bro. It's we everything. build each other up. Like, if we're not building each other up, then we're all just going to fall. Exactly. Or strong ass community. I uh, that's what I'm literally. That's I was having this conversation with the owner of Hooch and Hive, who actually was the owner of Zar, and um, so I know her very well. And so we were kicking on Friday at Freaky Donia's gotcha. live, and I cut a rug there. By the way, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I was, I was throwing it down. Oh yeah, I was dancing my ass off. I don't remember much except I was just dancing. I don't remember the end of the night, but you know, I before. don't remember. M- I I. I <laughs> I was drinking a lot because it was free. A lot of the uh, people were like here. I'm like, okay. That's not bad. I know it's a blessing. That's that's the important of community because I literally even when we went to dinner, we went to dinner at the Sea House. I walk in. I know the bartender gives me and all my friends a round of drinks. Yeah, that's not bad. He was gonna do it for free, and I was like, no, charge me for at least a drink so I can tip you because the fuck. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like that's that community. It's important. I could walk into the bricks. I I could walk into so many places in Tampa. And if something happened where I had no money to my name and I was starving. They got you. Probably for like a month. You know what I'm, if that was, and that's because of the love that you show and the love, the community, the stuff that you build. Like, that's why it's important to support local business. You know, Spatty's Coffee. Shout out to Spatty's, like all these places that you could go to Starbucks, it's right here. Or you could go to Spatty's and support someone who's, you know, trying to build something that's organic in Tampa, not something yep. that's just a chain. And, and that's why actually you talk to you as a real person. Too. Yeah. And give you hookups and be like, oh, fuck, I forgot my card. You know, what? it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Like, I see you every day. Yep. That's that shit that I love. Like, like I a, love that. I went to I went to breakfast with uh, my parents this morning and they went to this little breakfast spot they go to. And it's not like a huge deal or anything, but my dad walks in and the owner comes out to him. He's like, hey, you want like a cup of coffee? Like like a cup of coffee for free is way better just because he was kind enough. Just just to to be kind. It's a gesture, you know? Yep. It's important. I really, I love it. I really love it. But, um. But back to your outfits though, because. Oh yeah, the fits. (laughs) Yeah. Just imagination. You know, I really just, I, I, I see in color. I definitely see that, because, girl, yeah. you be snapping. Aww. That's why I was stressed out today. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm wearing today. The fashion show, I'm going to look crazy because <laughs> I didn't play anything. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just going to put some shit on and not overthink it because I love to overthink things. That's how it be. That's how it be. Yeah, and the best fits are on accident, which yes. I also realized. Yes, indeed. They and just happen. I personally fuck with a lot of your fits, too, because I'm a big, just crazy color, loud shit, 
tie dye all over like oh, I, yeah i love tie dye i love, love it all of that shit i am the tie dye nigga in my in my crew of friends i am that tie dye nigga <laughs> that's so funny yes <laughs> yes indeed i feel that yeah i just i live for color and i, I like it too because like a lot of people like archive everything on instagram you can literally scroll to the bottom of my instagram and scroll all the way to 2011 damn yeah because i'm like what am i gonna hide all this shit i have so many representations with fits of self you know it's like receipts that this is like and so I, even for myself to like see things and i a leo i inspire myself sometimes like damn sometimes you just need that validation i feel that to, to even see like oh what do i want to draw inspiration from but mostly it's colors mostly i'm like i'm really into like one color and then i'll be like how can i build off of this and now i just started doing like this tool in my hair that i'm really into because i was like really into wigs for a while and then wigs kind of just like the wig epidemic started and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do wigs anymore because everyone's wearing wigs, which is fine. It doesn't belong to anybody, but it's like yep. when you're a creative, you're like, I want to take things to the next level. How can I be creative more? Yes. How can I inspire something else? And then so I started doing this tool in my hair, which is really fun um, and colorful and cheap. So much cheaper than a wig, you know, um, and just taking things to the art level, taking fashion to the art level, not taking fashion to the designer level, which of course one day for sure I want to, be dripped out in some Gucci, you know? Hell yeah. For sure. But making it my own, not wearing it because it's a label, but being like, ooh, I can mix some Muse by Pablo with some Gucci and with this and that. And exactly. go to fashion shows. And I like meeting actual designers and wearing their stuff. Like my friend Gerb, she's from South Florida. I wear a lot of her stuff because A, she's my friend and I fucking love her. But B, she's so talented and she's doing stuff that hasn't been done, you know? And stuff that pop people like, other brands who are bigger probably steal the idea and you know fashion open and stuff like that yes they're infamous for that but you know it's cool to like go to the source of the creativity it's especially since you mentioned that like the kind of thievery i guess from smaller brands and shit like that like my homies uh the market dudes in orlando they actually have a pop-up this saturday people who are listening to this come out orlando downtown arts collective uh they had some recent shit like that as well with them in a pretty fucking big pretty big clothing company and they didn't look at it as just like man fuck these guys they were just like we're out here inspiring shit apparently like that it's cool until it happens a lot and then you're like i'm hurt oh yeah it hurts after a while because i've had some times where like some companies that i was buying clothes from and tagging them in and hopefully they would be like show me some love they show me no love and then would just literally take my exact look and put it on their models and that shit Uh, hurt me Shit hurt me because I was like, damn, I spent hundreds of dollars at y'all's little online store. And this how y'all going to do me? This is how y'all feel. <laughs> okay. I feel like you're racist. I'm not going to say it. OK, but, bet. OK, right. bet. OK, sorry. I'm not blonde and skinny and tall you know, or like, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm not that that look and that you had to take that look and put it on someone else. That's just whack to me. But whatever. That's the way that this indus- that industry can be. Motherfucker's going to do that all day Whatever. long. All That's why I'm long. like, fuck spending. I'm, I'm done spending money at your, now on your, at your website. I'm just going to put money in my friends' pockets. And that's just more important. I agree. So it's like, I agree. for the birds. I personally think that your fits are outstanding. Thanks. And they just got to, they're going to keep continuing. I'm, I hope I'm sure. so. Yeah. You know, you hope so. Or you know, so, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Cause it's like, I'm getting, I'm becoming older and I'm just, I'm really into my natural self right now. I'm really into like 
my natural hair. You know, I used to color my hair a lot. I used to wear a lot of wigs and do all this stuff. And my hair is three years virgin hair, which is huge. Hi. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really big. <laughs> I'm trying Quint. to get this kitty in there, too. Quee, quee. Um, um, so, for me, I'm, like, really into that. Because in the scheme of things, it's like I see myself doing these luxu- luxurious stuff. But at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be barefoot on a farm one day, just gardening. I feel that. With babies. That kind of brings me to... It kind of brings me to what you were saying about having your Instagram, you know, completely open all the way from 2011 on. Yeah. I don't have that luxury because I was, I, I don't know if it's a luxury, but I was off social media for like five years completely. I mean, that is a luxury. You were in yeah. the moment, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just me. a nerd. I'm a tech nerd. So I was like, when Inst- before Instagram was even a social media app, I had it. It was just like a photo that. album. And then with filters, it was like one of the first out, uh, app with like filters. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I have a place, like a digital online photo bucket. But I feel that. As an app. That's how Instagram like started. And then it became a social media. And um, I think yeah. it, just, it just started for me in those really, really trippy years where I was just like, I'm disconnecting from everything. Yeah, there's nothing appealing about being online when you're tripping. Yeah, no. You're no. like, I don't even want to touch my phone. I've no. I've I've shattered a phone on shrooms before. I feel because I was like, "This shit. is evil," <laughs> yeah. and I like smashed it. That's that's actually how I stopped smoking cigarettes was on mushrooms. Oh yeah, no same. I took one drag I used to of smoke the mad cigs. Yep. Oh and yeah. Now I'm like, I took I haven't that smoked, nasty shit away from. I've smoked cigarettes for like seven or eight years now, um, and it was just like I took that one drag when I was tripping. And I felt the <laughs> death. Yeah, I felt the death oh just coming Fuck. in. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing to myself? Right. Threw that shit on the ground, Cold stomped turkey. it out, it's never done. smoked again. Yeah, yeah it, ha- it definitely. Ha- yeah, that definitely happens. But yeah, I was just a flip phone dude for like five years before I decided Trap before I just, hey, you know, you know, I do know. I know that life before I decided to do the podcast. I told a homie I was just like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm, uh, I'm thinking about doing this podcast thing or whatever. And he's just like, OK. Right. You're going to have an online product. You know that you need to have an online presence. You do. And I was just like, God damn it. You but have to have social media. He was totally right, though. If like, you want to like build a brand. Yeah, exactly. It's very understandable. At first. But those five years were bliss, I got to say. Yeah. You're, just not, you're not thinking about any of the trappings of social media or anything well, like that. Well, social media was different. Social was. media was different in 2014, 2013, 2012. It was different. It was way different it wasn't like i guess i can't say that it was because i don't even know because i wasn't on it it was just (laughs) different you know you would post things and you wouldn't worry about what how many likes you got now it's like oh well one picture has 1500 likes and this other picture only has 200 like do people not like me like i I have a finsta and i spend more time on my finsta i post a lot on my finsta because betty doll now is a brand now i see betty doll as a business so the betty doll instagram is like healing and new music and oh here's a fit you know like Cause that's like how the brand started, mm-hmm. but like my little selfie, like a lot, I don't really, my selfies and my pictures of things and my, like I put that all on my Finsta. So, so, and I have like 500 followers on my Finsta, which I think is sick. Cause I'm like, how the fuck, you know, like, that's, that. you know, I like that. I love that. It's like very small and you guys really care about seeing this stuff. You don't really, you're not following it just because of the Betty doll. What it looks like. Yes, you exactly. Know? And I like that. And it's like, I really... And them people that really fuck with you. Yeah, exactly. And who really want to see, like, how I'm feeling. Because I talk a lot. Um, I post a lot, like, things that I just want to put on my Betty doll one. Because I'm just keeping them separate. Most definitely. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. 
Yes. I think we've had a and a good talk. I think we've had a good conversation here. We have. Yeah. I know. I have to do my makeup and exactly. Go to this I was show. I was thinking about that. I was just I was no, I had okay. it in the in the back of my head. I was like, I need to let this girl do her thing. No, too. it's okay. Yeah, it's the rain too. Once the rain comes in, you're like, fuck my responsibilities <laughs> but i do have responsibilities i have I just want to be lazy all day oh, i can't oh my god i can't i can't i can't i will go i'll be like oh that couch look nice couch ain't looking too bad that's for damn sure yeah, blank my couch is full of blankets and pillows i'm like it's literally ready for anyone to vegetate out on right now <laughs> that's what i did yesterday. the bong is right next to it oh yeah ready bong to life. Go. i'm a big bong lover i smoke a lot the bong is the way to go yeah i love bongs hands down People yeah. be coming over with these backwoods, and I'm just like, Bruh. fuck, dude. Bruh. I mean, <laughs> I'll smoke it, but I don't want to. My problem is I can't even do it anymore. I was trying to be the person and just be like, yeah, no, like I'll, I'll totally smoke it. I'm not going to be. <sighs> oh, yeah, no, it's too late now. Like, yeah. literally, if I smoke one backwood, my throat is done. Yeah, and, no, that's true. And doing this speaking on a podcast all the time, like I really can't afford to have exactly cancer in my throat. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Fuck backwards. I like the lighting. The oh, yeah, I have dope. remote control lights all over the house. That's very... I'm taking, like, some lessons from what's going on in here, people at home. There's some There's some shit. Yeah. This this nerdiness is going to come off on me a little bit, yeah, I'm pretty listen, sure. Listen, I'm a nerd. Big nerd. All these lights have remotes. They all can change. Atmosphere is everything to I me. I agree. I agree. So. so, my yeah, friend, thank you, for, great. thank you for allowing me yeah, into your thank home. Thank you for wanting to have me. Hey, no worries. I appreciate it. It's no worries at all. You were uh, spoken very highly of by other Aww, people. Bless. And I already just because I knew you were big into psychedelics too. Like that's a that's a big thing that I always talk about yeah. on the podcast. It's changed. it saves lives. It does. But in people, moderation. People exactly. That's what I was just about to say. People at home in moderation. No, do your research before you put anything into your body. Let yeah, it, what? Whether it's no. psychedelics or any other substance. Yeah, d- don't do psychedelics if you're not ready to face your demons because it's not all rainbows. It's yep. like, fuck, I got to get through this shit to get to the rainbows. And that's the work, though. Doing personal work on self yes. It's going to get to you where you're trying to go. If it's you're not, trying to go somewhere. Yes, it's Some not for everyone. Some people aren't trying to go anywhere, exactly. and that's it's, fine. Just it's not for everyone. Be a sheep, but, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ooh, low-key shots fired. <laughs> yeah, do work on yourself. <laughs> do Grow. something about that. Yeah. Do something about that shit. Uh, you know, evolve while you have the chance. So, if you have any last things you would like to say, now is your time, Just young be lady. Be yourself. Shout out to everyone in Tampa. Shout out to, um, you're a life. Just be yourself. Bet, bet. And again, how can people follow you and find your content? Betty Doll um, on Instagram. Betty Doll on Instagram. Just find everything there. Betty Doll on Spotify, Trap Bone with an F on Spotify, Apple. Everything's everywhere. We're out there. I'm out there. Very friendly. If you see me in person, just say, come up to me. I'm not a mean girl. Bet that. I can vouch for this. Yeah. I can vouch for this. Just a human being. Yes, indeed. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. And with all that good shit aside, we are out for today from Tampa. Bra. Yes, indeed. Much peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.